going on, basketball brands community? I hope y'all are having a great weekend starting off this podcast with the Western Conference and Devin Booker. Going to miss two to three weeks with a hamstring injury. He's out for the whole first round. The Phoenix Suns are up 2-1 right now on the Pelicans. Pelicans play tomorrow night. By the time you listen to it, it'll be tonight. But the Phoenix Suns, I still have complete faith in. They're going to pull out the first round. I was actually really surprised to see the Pelicans pull out a win. I thought that the Pelicans were really overmatched. But there's been a lot of things that surprised me about this this, uh, playoff series. The Pelicans are faring a lot better than I thought they would. They're actually very, very competitive. They're a great team. They're fun to watch. And I'm glad they got that eight seed over the Spurs and the Clippers and the other teams because I really think that they're they're a really good matchup for Phoenix with Brandon Ingram is he's playing like a premier player that you have to see right now. Brandon Ingram is what the Lakers drafted him to be, honestly. He's incredible. This series, I honestly don't see the Pelicans getting another win, but as competitive as they are, I wouldn't be surprised if they got another win. The series, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended 4-2 or it could end 4-1. I don't see it going to 7, but this has been an exciting first uh, 1-8 matchup, and the Pelicans are, are playing great. On the other side of it, the 1-8 matchup, the Heat, just lost to the Hawks last night. The Heat are up in the series 2-1. I, I'm surprised seeing that, honestly. Trey, Trey Young, he was playing really well. The Heat, though, I think are obviously going to be too much for the Hawks. I still think five games is, is going to be enough for Miami to get it done. Jimmy Butler's playing great. The defense for the Heat are playing great. Clint Capella missing has been huge for the Hawks. And I just, I don't see the Hawks having enough power to overcome the Heat. Maybe one more game, but I doubt it. I'm going 4-1 for the series. And the 2-7 spot, we got the Grizzlies-Timberwolves. The Grizzlies and the Timberwolves are playing right now as I'm making this podcast. Memphis is up 2-1 in the series. Memphis had a huge comeback in their first game in Minnesota. I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes to six or seven games, this series has been extremely competitive. I still think that the Grizzlies will pull this out, but the Timberwolves are making this a great matchup. You know, Anthony Edwards is playing great. Carl Anthony Towns is playing great. John Morant, when the Grizzlies have him on the floor, he's, the Grizzlies are playing great. When the Grizzlies don't have him, the Grizzlies are just a buzzsaw of a team. It's a great matchup. It's definitely one of the more interesting matchups between a higher and lower seed when it comes to uh, so much discrepancy in the rankings with uh, 1-8 or 2-7, even 3-6 if you want to go that far. It's definitely one of the better matchups. On the other side, the Celtics are now up 3-0 against the Brooklyn Nets. Insane. I did have the Celtics winning this in six. 
But they're up 3-0 right now. They need one more game to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. I was nowhere near prepared for this. I thought the Celtics were really hot. Jason Tatum is playing at a MVP candidate level. I think Jalen Brown has been an all-star all season. And they they haven't even had Robert Williams. KD has not been anywhere close to himself this season. It is crazy to see Kyrie's playing during Ramadan, obviously fasting during the day, eating at night after the sun goes down. But the Nets are going to have Ben Simmons for game four. And honestly, that's going to be one of the biggest stories because imagine Ben Simmons coming into a game four. There's two ways this can go. There's an absolute peak, a great way it can end, or there's an absolute terrible way it can end. And we're going to see how that goes. The The best way I can see it going is Ben Simmons coming out and Kyrie and Katie and Ben Simmons gel automatically. They're all hoopers. They're all, you know, some of the best guys in the league. And they figure out how to play with one another. And Brooklyn wins one. They get momentum. They win another one in in Boston. And, you know, there's been no team in the NBA in NBA history to come back from a 3-0 deficit. I don't think it'll happen now. But, you know, obviously that's the peak. That's the best thing that could happen is if the Nets come back down 3-0 with Ben Simmons coming in. I doubt it's going to happen. The Celtics are one of the best defensive teams in the league. They're they're a great rebounding team. The Boston Celtics are deeper than the Nets. I really, I already, I I really did. I thought the Celtics were gonna take this, but how it's how they it looks like they're cruising right now. I mean, obviously they're hard fought games, but when you're looking at the series three zero against the Nets, and you look at the Nets roster, it's crazy. Now the absolute worst way I can see this going for Ben Simmons is he comes in. Down 3-0 to, against the Celtics. Kyrie, Ben Simmons, KD are not gelling. KD's already have he's already struggling this series. Ben Simmons trying to figure out where he fits in in an elimination game. Kyrie trying to do Kyrie things. And the team just falls apart. The Brooklyn Nets get swept and it's into the offseason. That's the worst way I can see it going. On to the 360. The Warriors are up on the Nuggets 3-0. And Steph isn't even starting right now. Steph Curry is coming off the bench for the Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry are going absolutely ballistic. Last game, they all had over 25 points. Draymond Green playing amazing defense. Jordan Poole one of the most improved players, and you can see why and how he's playing. Again, Steph Curry is coming off the bench, assisting Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson off the bench. He's obviously coming in playing with him, but Jordan Poole, yeah, I mean, he makes it to where the Warriors don't necessarily need to have Steph on the floor at all times. And this team could be more lethal than the 2015 Warriors where they had Leonardo Bar- Leonardo Barbosa and Sean Livingston coming off the bench for them. I mean, obviously we all know how good that team ended up being. They ended up winning the championship, but this team seems different. I think 
Steph has gotten Steph has only gotten better since that 2015 season. Klay Thompson is hungry. You can see how he's playing. He wants to win another championship, especially after being out two seasons. Draymond's playing like he wants another championship. Jordan Poole is coming in, doing great things, assisting assisting the Warriors any way he can. Nikola Jokic has looked like he's playing out there by himself at times. The Nuggets are struggling to handle the Warriors. Obviously, they've given him given them some good fights in some of the games during some of the times, but the Warriors are just overmatching the Nuggets, and again, it's the Nuggets injuries. But Draymond Green did say, he ended up saying that some players are not built for the playoffs. He might have been talking about Nikola Jokic. He might have been talking about the Nuggets. But if he is, I mean, let's be honest. Looking at the, the Nuggets down 3-0 right now, I don't think the, the Nuggets have not made any deep runs in the playoffs or anything like that. Maybe he's right. Maybe Nikola Jokic, maybe the Nuggets are not built for the playoffs. On to the 3-6 seed in the East. Chris Middleton's out for the rest of the first round. And the first game they play against the Chicago Bulls, they blow out the Bulls 111-81. And this is this is a tale of two cities, it feels like, because there's a lot of teams that when a star player gets hurt, they shy away and they're not as competitive and they're not as tough. When Chris Middleton got hurt, the Bucks came out. Everyone was playing at their best. Bobby Portis was hitting shots. Grayson Allen played really good. Obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo did what he does. The Bucks completely demolished the Bulls. But if I got to take one good thing away from this, I'm not sure if the Bulls will win another game. Maybe the Bucks will have a bad game without Chris Middleton. Maybe they'll have two, and maybe they'll slip up. But the one thing I can say is that the Bulls did not get swept, and that's what I'm grateful for. On to the 4-8 seed. We got the Mavs and the Jazz. The series is tied right now 2-2 with Utah tying it up. They The, the Mavs went up in the series 2-1 and that's without Luka. They had they didn't have Luka until tonight. They ended up losing tonight. But the Mavs the Mavs are a better team than we thought and on the flip side of that, the Jazz are historically bad. And when I say that, when I say the Jazz are historically bad, they are historically underwhelming. They do not live up to the potential that they have. They're always a really good defensive team. They're always a really good rebounding team. They look really good statistically. And then whenever they get to the playoffs, they end up folding really early against teams they should beat. The Jazz, I really believe, need to blow up the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell thing. Maybe trade some pieces around or something. I don't think this team will ever win a win a championship, let alone make a really deep playoff run. When I say really deep, I mean conference finals, NBA finals. I don't think this team will ever get that far with this core. 
it's it's crazy because they're they are statistically a really good team, but their their statistics don't matter in the playoffs. They really don't. And obviously going through looking at the matchups the last episode, obviously we talk about statistics, we talk about how this stuff correlates and stuff, but the playoffs are a whole different animal. The playoffs defense is more intense, the pace is slower. I mean, there's there's times when scoring is at a premium in the playoffs. Look at look at the Celtics Nets. The Celtics Nets at times are at a premium for scoring. It gets super heated defensively. Look at how KD's playing. Kevin Durant has never gotten rattled like this at any point in his career. And the Celtics are playing extraordinary defense on him. The playoffs are a whole different beast. I, But the Jazz, I just... Rudy Gobert is a defensive player of the year candidate almost every year. Donovan Mitchell is an all-star caliber player every year. Mike Conley is a veteran point guard, a great playmaker, and a great defender. Mike Conley is a really good guard. They have extraordinary bench depth, yet time and time again they fail. So it may just be time to look at the Jazz and say, this isn't working, we need to change something. Now obviously the series is tied 2-2, a lot can change, but... Unless the Jazz make a deep playoff run this year, I don't see any any reason that they can look at themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are a great core and we should keep this going. Mike Conley's an older guard in the league. He's been hooping. He's been playing great basketball since back in the mid-2010s with Memphis. Jordan Clarkson is going to... Honestly, he might ask for a bigger role or he might ask for bigger money somewhere along the line. The Jazz can't hold up this core they have with without winning the games that they should. And on the flip side, the Mavericks, 2-2 right now without Luka. Luka comes back, they, they lose the game, and now it's obviously 2-2 in the series. Jalen Brunson played the best basketball of his life, Game 3, having 41 points, leading the Mavs over the Jazz. The Mavs took two games without their star player. Maybe it's time that the Mavs make it past the first round. On to the 4-5 seed in the East. The 76ers lose to the Toronto Raptors tonight. Series is now 3-1. Scotty Barnes for the Toronto Raptors is the rookie of the year. The Raptors obviously don't get swept. The series is over. The series is over. As great as tonight's win was, the game they went into overtime. I believe it was game three, the last one they, the one, the last one Philly won. Was Toronto's best chance to to make something of this series, and they lost it. Going into taking taking Philly to overtime was obviously a huge win for them. 
when they got to overtime, James Harden fouled out. Maybe he fouled out before that, but but late in the game, he fouled, James Harden fouls out. One of Philadelphia's best playmakers, one of their biggest threats on the court. Joel Embiid hits a game-winning three. It was at that moment that the series was over. Again, the Raptors had a huge chance to make something of that series with that game. If they had took that game and it took one tonight, the series would be evened up 2-2. But dropping that huge overtime game, they went down 3-0. And again, no team in NBA history has gone down 3-0 and came back and won. And if any team does, out of the two teams down, out of the three teams down 3-0, excuse me, the Nets, the Nuggets, and the Raptors. The Raptors might have the lowest chance of doing something with that. And the reason I say that, the Nets obviously have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The Nuggets have a MVP in Nikola Jokic. And they have really good pieces around them. Will Barton's a good player. Aaron Gordon's really good. And don't get me wrong, Toronto has played incredibly well. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, OG. Those guys have played great for Toronto. But, but, I'm not sure that... Toronto has enough in the tank when it comes to playing a team as ex- experienced in the playoffs and skilled as the Sixers when it comes to they have Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, James Harden, Danny Green, the Philadelphia 76ers are just a more skilled team a more experienced team. And I know, I know that Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam have won a title. They were playing in smaller roles, and that's alongside Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. And that's no shade at all at Fred Van Vliet or Pascal Siakam. Because I vouched for Pat for uh not Pascal, but for Fred earlier in the season. I was so excited when Fred VanVleet got that all-star. But I just the the Toronto Raptors are not built to to beat this team in the playoffs. In the regular season it was great seeing them seeing them win 3-1 in the uh season series. But again, the playoffs are a completely different animal. This is a completely different game now. I don't see the Raptors coming up. They might make it a, a six-game series. They might win one more before they get bumped out, but I don't think they'll extend to seven, and they definitely aren't going to come back 3-0 to win this. So, I appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. That has been this week's edition of the Basketball Brains Podcast. I hope y'all are having a great weekend. I hope the rest of your day is the best of your day, and until next time. Thank you for listening. That has been this edition of the Basketball Brains Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. New podcast drop on Sunday, every Sunday, consistently, immediately. 12 o'clock hits. There should be a new 
podcast coming up on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Basketball Brains Podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Basketball Brains Podcast as well. Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all have a great weekend. Until next time. TBB.